Welcome to the HMO Property Podcast, where we connect, educate, and inspire the UK's HMO property community. So stop what you're doing, sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. What's up HMO Nation and welcome to another episode of the HMO Property Podcast with me, Rupert Wallace, in association with hmohub.co.uk. In this episode, we're interviewing successful HMO property investor, Alex Annabel. Alex is going to take us on his HMO property investment journey, including the ups, the downs, the highs and the lows. Now, Alex has been investing in HMOs for some 18 months now. He's completed two projects and currently houses 16 tenants. Now let's jump straight in. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to see you. Before we dive into the details of your HMO journey, Alex, tell us about your background. So my background is uh, engineering. So when I left school, went to engineering, did an apprenticeship that... Um, worked on power stations and retrofitting uh, all the turbines and engine parts, uh, all the parts, everything like that. So it's always been quite hands-on uh, from day one. Practical. Very practical, yes. Um, so going into, well, moving forward, it quite it helped to be able to see different things. Um, like when you go into, um, um, going into see, uh, look at an engine, uh, or a turbine, you can see where the malfunction could have been taking place. It's like when you're trying to strip it, uh, strip it down and just be quite technical and have a look at where problems might arise and just yep. strategic and stuff like that. You've got to be a problem solver in property. Tell oh, us, definitely, yeah. Alex, tell us, so did you go to uni? Did you come straight out of college and go into engineering? So I went straight from school uh, into an apprenticeship. Um, which was a four-year apprenticeship, Great. Uh, and then did my apprenticeship, and then did a year on power stations where I did my apprenticeship uh, over and above at my time. And then after that, uh, I swapped jobs. Uh, I currently work at Rolls-Royce building jet engines. Is that where you work now? Currently, yes. Brilliant. That's Excellent. Good. So you're not full-time property yet? I'm not, no. Oh yeah, I really enjoy my job still. So, uh, and my job still allows me to do um, property in, a, in outside and also inside of work. So, because I work shifts, so in the mornings I can do property viewings, I can make calls, do this, and then um, when I'm on uh, morning shift or not afternoon shift, I can do it in the, um, after work. So it's it's quite handy with the different times and things like that, and still having a full time wage allowing me to move forward with the business there's there's a lot of scenarios where people jump out of their jobs because they absolutely hate them but it's always nice to hear someone that absolutely cares about the company that they work for and uh, are still really happy in it because really i guess for you property was about the option of financial freedom not- it was yeah wait, wait i say the option so the option only came around probably um HMO wise, really, before that, it was always an additional income 
to my my wage. So it was like the wage. So how I was taught, I was taught, but my parents do property as well, and they're in a very old-fashioned uh, time frame. So it's like you buy a house, you pay it off, and then you have the money then coming in, and then you again do it like that. Whereas the, the the thought process nowadays is completely different, and for them it's really hard for them to get their head around it. Um, you told them a thing or two. I have, yes. They're still very unaware about it, but they are making the, uh, the steps towards um, the, the more, more the, the newer effect and the newer uh, way of doing it. So, great. Yes, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Alex, tell us how you got into the world of HMO property investing specifically. Um, so, I, uh, after my two bytelets, um, I did in 2012. Uh, I did a, I did a course. I did a uh, well, it's a mentorship with a paid organisation called uh, so with uh, Legacy, also known as Elite or other other things like that. <laughs> um, so it was actually it was really good. A lot of uh, information. Um, so I can't can't fault it. And paid for a mentorship as well. So one of the ex- more experienced uh, people in property came over came around to my house, sat me down, went through all these deals, went through um, investment opportunities with, um, not with not with him, because part of their structure is um, you've got to do it on your own. You can't work with the mentors for like, I think two years afterwards, so you're, you're, you're finished. So that was very interesting. So one of the, the courses on there was, um, by, uh, sorry, HMO. So going from HMO, doing the course, finding the ins and outs of it, um, the the reason I paid for the course was they, they say it fast tracks a few years in advance. Um, you, you, they say you can learn all the information for free. However, uh, it's just like a, a click of the arse and then you, you find the information, you get told the information, or pay, you pay for the information. So, um, so I did the, the HMO course. Um, and it opened up a new avenue for me. I'd, I'd never, I'd looked at HMOs before. Um, however, it's more of a, so the court, the, um, the networking events or the groups I'm in, a lot of people in there are doing HMOs. So I was like, oh, I can't really, it's not really my And they don't have you. the best reputation typically either, do they? That's it, yeah. So, um, and when you think of HMOs, even the neighbours, so I've had, um, we're putting planning permission in for HMOs, the neighbours are like, oh, no, we don't want HMO there. And they reject it. And rightly or wrongly, when they re- if they say something or reject it, I do like to go around and do a follow-up. It's not like a, a take the heavies round and uh, beat them up. It's it's more of a, an informative chat. So it's, it's like, it's what I go around with the, the, my, the portfolio, the pictures, standards I work to, who I work with. Um, and they usually, nine times out of ten, they come round to the idea of, okay, fair enough, yeah, if this is it's a professional uh, person letting these uh, the HMOs out, so it's, yeah. it's, it's really nice. So, so um, back in 2017, you just decided, I'm going to get some more, like, what was the catalyst for you to go, I'm going to get some more training, get some more education, and um, go down that path? Well, the part of the, the training I did was you sign up for um, five courses. So it was like um, the Vitalettes, Flips, Distressed, HMO and commercial properties or commercial. 
Um, and yeah, it just worked way down. And as soon as it hit, hit HMO, I was like, that sounds really interesting. I'd love to be able to do that. And I've heard stories about um, you know, your HMOs that are really distressed. Um, and uh, my, my actual my, my physical partner, not my business partner, the, um, oh, sorry, she is now my business partner, but at the time she wasn't. She's told me about she used to live in HMOs and they used to be dire compared to the standard I work for um, and towards. So. And I like the idea of being able to provide the living, the luxury living for tenants. Um, so it's like a home away from home because a lot of people in HMOs um, commute from their place of work, uh, place where they live to the place they work and stay there during the week and then go home. So it's quite nice to be able to provide that area of home away from home and the, the luxuries and stuff. It is. And before, but before 2017, was there anything holding you back from getting into HMOs? Um, it was always the, the unknown, really. So um, I'd heard about them, but I've heard about them through the groups. So the groups were like, oh, I've just done this. I've just completed on this HMO. Like, in a way, it, it was, I was going to be a small fish in a big pond. That was my, my understanding. It was like, it just takes a lot of encouragement to, to put you out, out of your comfort zone and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I was, I was on an hour and I was very pessimistic on the whole change going from, well, you can get your financial freedom from bad to let's, yeah, it would take a bit longer, but at least you know it's this is the process. I think it's all about mindset and being able to change your mindset on how you look at properties and how you look at the deals and move like etc. You don't know what you don't know, right? Exactly. It's the the best, the, the unknown. <laughs> and sometimes the unknown comes with uncertainty. But as soon as you get yeah. to the known, funnily enough, the uncertainty goes to zero. Yeah, it's a case of, oh, I wish I'd just done this on like straight away or I wish they'd been able to just go, oh, why, why was I even holding back? It's it's yeah to, yeah when's the best time to buy property 20 years ago second best time today yeah definitely, all right yeah alex tell us about your very first hmo property deal so my very first hmo deal um was a uh seven well it was a four bed to start with which uh, me and my business partner uh converted into a seven bed um we bought it for uh, 145,000. Wow. So it was very good. Uh, it was an old right. Victorian house uh, in prime location in, in Derby where, where I live. So, and spent, including stamp duty, fees, renovation, everything like that, it was round about 90, I put it down here, 98,000. Um, so all in all, we were 243,000 into the deal. Yeah. Um, we had it then revalued uh, on the refinance, and it was they got valued at three seven five. Wow! So you made one hundred thirty grand in your first deal, equity uplift. Definitely, yeah. And then so drop, drop the mic, eh? <sighs> I tell you what, when I heard that, I was like, it, it got the ball rolling. I was like, right, I can, what can I find now? I can what did your parents say? Um, even even after that, they were still a little bit. Oh, what happens if you don't get tenants? What happens if this? What with this? Do you not think you getting like, you you've got a lot of property? You're going to pay it off. You're going to do this, but they are still now coming around to the idea of it. Um, uh, believe it or not, they must be in the in the uh, coming around to the idea because they are one of my investors. 
So, <laughs> yeah, can't, they can't be all bad. They, they, they like to see it work, and they've had a nice return in the last couple of years with uh, their on their the money they've uh, invested. So, so you you two two hundred and forty odd grand in three hundred and seventy on exit. What is it cash flow? So it it got valued at three seven five. Um, it was a mortgage was a seventy percent on that, so that was two hundred and sixty-two. Um, so a few grand out. Well, so a few grand out. Yeah, it's even better when there's money, money out plus extra. Um, the mortgage is seven hundred and fifty pound a month, and when it's fully all tenanted, which is currently, uh, it generates three thousand six hundred pound a month. Wow! Which is a cash flow of eighteen hundred pound a month. After all bills. That After is. all bills. So it's a uh, first deal. Do you know the average salary a... in the UK, Alex? It's about your one HMO <laughs> is what it is. It's crazy, isn't it? The one HMO and then technically, if you wanted to, if you were that, that way inclined, you could just quit work once it's all done. Wow, man. I'd love, I'd love to do a feature on that if you'll, if you'll let us do, um, do a spread on, uh, on that particular deal and we'll, we'll publish yeah. it on the website. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, that's fine. Brilliant. Okay. Alex, I mean, this question might be a bit redundant now, but how has investing in HMOs changed your life since you started? Um, well, it's opened my eyes to a lot more um, areas of income. Um, it's, so going back to what I was saying earlier about my, my partner, my, my actual partner, um, she said that she was living in an HMO and it was the, the, the conditions were quite dire. And being able to provide the living and the luxury living that I do, um, it's, it's a massive uplift for me personally. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think other than that, I've, I've probably got to the main thing. The, uh, I mean, a lot, a lot of people do answer money, but for, for, I mean, for some people, it's not all about the money. You know, it's about a bit of contribution as well. It sounds like you've got yeah. that. Yeah. So with, with working full time, yes, you go into business, you always want to make money. Um, the last thing you want to do is lose money on a deal unless it's more personal and like close to home, like, which I'll, I'll go into further on. Um, so it's when, when you're making money, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good drive. However, because it's, I like to be able to put back into the community, um, which I'll also go on to later on in the show. Um, it, it's, it's a big, it's a big contribution for what I want to do in, in, with my life and stuff. So there's, there's people who want to do um, uh, training and stuff like that. Whereas I want to do into more like the volunteer work. So being able to do that and, still have a, a, a wage and living uh like a, from from deals and property and stuff like that um yeah it's, it's really really helped me on go, go along my lot on the uh, uh my journey brilliant alex what's your favorite part about hmo property investing um i think getting to know a lot of people so w within um the hmo in well, within property in general, really, there's a lot of people doing it. And there's a lot of, I've made a lot of connections, a lot of friends, uh, business partners as well in, in, in that, um, within property and HMOs. Um, and some of the tenants that are in the HMOs, 
um, I have like a, a, a friendship with, um, be able to associate with on a personal level. So, and I think that's nice being able to help them. Um, and yeah, just to be able to have them in a nice, nice house for them to live in uh, and just going from that. Brilliant. Alex, we've talked about the past before we move on to the present and your future plans in HMO property. Let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking for an effortless HMO mortgage experience? If that's a yes, there's only one place to go. www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk The UK's number one specialist HMO mortgage broker. They're so specialised that they don't do anything else. HMO mortgages, HMO remortgages and HMO bridging. That's it. They have access to every HMO lender out there and even some exclusive products not available to other brokers. With lightning fast service and A1 communication, they're easily the best HMO broker in town. So to experience HMO lending made easy, go to www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk today. Alex, fast forwarding to the present day, break down your portfolio and what you've got going on a bit better for us. So... Uh, I'll, I'll go through my, my property journey. So I had a, um, my first buy to let was a three bed. Um, it was a three bed semi-detached. The second one was a three bed bungalow. Um, so then I went on to a flip. We bought the flip uh, as a three bed. Um, the, the bathroom in there was absolutely huge. It was too big for what it was what it needed. Um, so made it uh, made the bathroom smaller and created another room decent size little double bedroom um so making it four bed adding value that way uh which sold them for a nice no still a profit but it's not as nice as i was hoping it's still let's say um profit is profit not lost there's a massive learning curve as well i can tell you that um the hmos we uh, there's a set, a seven bed. Um, it was the first one. Well, for, com- converted from a, a four bed. The one, two, three. It was the t- nine bed, which converted also from a four bed. A four bed to a nine bed. How four big bed. were those four initial bedrooms? Oh, me. crazy. So, well, we've made extra room. So in the, the loft space, um, we've actually gone down into the cellar as uh, into for another um, a communal uh, room. So. Um, you still got to help your legislations or your specifications for HMO areas and stuff. However, um, being able to go down into the, the, the cellar uh, and then add in a few extra bits and bobs into the, 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 the cellar allowed us to use it as a, a communal area and a kitchen. So that's been really handy. Right. And then you've got one in refurb at the moment. Just give us a real quick overview. What is that? Is that another three bed to seven bed? That is a three bed to uh, six bed. Brilliant. All on suite, super professional, jazzy, Definitely, singing yeah. and dancing. Brilliant. And then yeah. you've got, you got three in legals at the moment as well. Same That's format? Right. Um, so the one in Stoke is currently, it is actually a uh, six bed. Uh, it's a HMO at the moment. Um, but it's from a landlord who's not really looked after it. He's not followed all the, the guidelines, everything like that. So basically, he's been able to take it off his hands, provide the, the, um, the, the new, some new tenants with 
the the standard, everything like that uh, I work to is is going to be really nice. Um, the two up in Liverpool, there is um, an old doctor's surgery, which is a six bed, which with the reception rooms and the um, consultation rooms and stuff like that, that's um, going to be converted into an eight bed or double ensuite HMO. Fantastic. And then the other one was a four bed going into a seven bed HMO. Brilliant. So. Sounds like you've been pretty busy. Blimey. Very busy, yeah. It's stressful at times, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really enjoyable in, in, all in all. Okay, and which, which one out of the ones that you've done and completed so far um, was your single best HMO investment to date, would you say? Um, it's got to be the first one. Um, all all yeah. the rest of them, yeah, all <laughs> the rest of them, um, I've had to leave a bit of money in. When I say a bit of money, it's only um, within three or four months, all the money back out with the rent. Um, however, the first one was money and money out plus profit, so you can't really grumble at that. So you're not left anything that's paid all the investors back, paid all this, paid all your fees, and you made a profit. So you got it. All right. Next up, tell us one significant mistake you've made in your HMO business that, by sharing, you might help others avoid. Um, so when going through the purchase. Um, of a property, um, got, got a, a, an investor involved, everything like that. And it was a case of, they were really happy with all the numbers, everything like that. And just said, yep, this is how much I've, I've got to offer. So brilliant. So went ahead with all the legals, everything like that. Um, and it turned out, he hadn't actually got the, the amount he said. So, um, the, the, the information he'd sent to me and everything like that was was bogus so it nearly it's a bit he's a guy from work um and i don't know what he was trying to do or, or um but basically just it was so close to losing the deal but thankfully um i put a couple of uh, posts out there and one person came along and actually had the, the investment i asked for proof of fund straight away which is the main 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 point of the question um always ask for proof of funds um so i know some people do it differently some people go uh, yeah okay right proof of funds seeing that that's happy days i'm happy but whilst i'm going through all the legals to prove that you're serious and 100 percent committed to investing with me can you transfer um i don't know 10 percent of that to show that you are willing to transfer the rest so rather than going on a I th it's a lot of it is to do with trust so the, a, a lot of investors have come from um social networks like linkedin facebook twitter um uh, instagram however so you do you don't always know them uh, you don't know the reputation what we're like so a lot of it is you've got to come down to your trust you've got to be able to um, trust the investors at the end of the day they've got to trust you as well because you're, you're, they're giving you a lot of money absolutely so, but yeah it's a trust on both both parts um, but a so, good yeah. lesson learned early on I guess definitely yeah <laughs> Alex next up tell us about your HMO portfolio plans for the next 12 months so we've got the, the three going through at the moment um, then just basically continue to grow um if one comes along two come along then um find the investment 
move forward with that. Um, it's basically, I don't want to stop. I've got, I've got the HMO bug. So you just want to continue to grow, continue to expand. Um, Have you got a number that you want to hit in the next 12 months? Or are you just happy to, um, you know, keep chugging along at this speed? Um, in the next 12 months, I'd like to have uh, 10 in total. So okay. uh, another f- three. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice steady progression. Um, yeah, I, th- I think moving forward, it's a case of carrying on with the quality, not compromising on that um, for just to make some extra money. I know a lot of investors um, are in it just for the money and then they skimp on different bits and bobs, not always the best. It's still... Um, to legislation however it's not always the nicest place for people to live so that's it and it's always a bit of a false economy when that happens anyway you know when someone it might look shiny for a while but if it doesn't rent after the first tenant has left yeah that's it all of a sudden you know you're you're backpedaling and that's not where you want to be yeah last thing you want to do is as soon as a person moves out you want to get you don't have to go in and uh, redo all the decoration do all this do all that you want to be just go just change all the red sheets change the uh, and bits and bobs done Minimum. perfect alex what advice would you give anyone looking to get into hmo property investing for the very first time um it's not easy so i think per- perseverance is um a main key of this so i think being able to have the the option and the the mental ability to be able to walk away from a deal is a uh, is, is key on this one. So, if you if you've done your architect fees, you've done this, you've paid this, and then all of a sudden something changes. So, like a um, a valuation comes back a little bit less, or you can't get the value uh, on the commercial on the back end, or or however you're doing it. Being able to have the the willpower. Not to just go, no, this is mine, this is mine, I paid this much, I paid a couple of grand. Um, to go, right, unfortunately, I've learned from this mistake, uh, it's not for me, and then walk away or renegotiate the deal. Um, so perseverance is the key? Perseverance, definitely. So, um, yeah, perseverance, there is courses you can go on. Um, there's a few I could recommend. Um there's uh, networking events. So um, in, in Derby, if there's anyone listening from Derby um, or the Midlands, there is ones uh, in the area who do um, HMO heroes, there's HMO um, specialists, there's, there's just property network groups. Um, I think if you go into one of those, you, you're already making the first stage to um, being able to uh, improve on your knowledge and and show that you are willing to do, to go out of your comfort zone so it's not easy just going to a, a group and to turn up to and there's say 15 20 people there but at the end of the day everyone was in your position whether they've got 30 40 hmos or two or three hmos i think going to one of those networks and the ones in derby are all the ones i've been to anyway um have been very friendly that you, you arrive and then someone comes to speak, speak to you straight away there's a guy who's um running it he comes and says hello straight away so you are that that kind of thing is really good, um, and then, but yeah, going on the on the back end of that is you've got you've got to network with people who are in the position that you want to be in. So if you've got 
if you are starting off and the person who you network with is in your position, you're not really going to learn much. You, you're able to bounce ideas off, but um, say you, you go and network with someone who's got three or four HMOs or 10 HMOs, I think you're just you're working up in stages. It's like um, where you want to be in the future, you want to be networking or like trying to work with that guy or girl or lady um, and towards your own future kind of thing. So it's not just a, a case of you just turn up and then people don't give you information for free. No, you have to add some value to their life. Yeah. So um, with these networking events, you can um, create J, uh, business partners, JV partners. You can have potentially people there with with money, and then they what they've got the money. They want a deal to work with, or just go and basically. Or I'm getting point ten percent, or whatever it is. Or, yeah. No, one, one say one percent in the bank. In the bank. Yeah. Um, what can you offer me? Um, so I can. Yeah. So uh, perseverance and people. Perseverance that and that's it. Yeah. That's that's the main thing. It's just. You've got to get out of your comfort zone. So. Got it. Alex, apart from building the portfolio, is there anything else you're up to that you'd like to share with HMO Nation? Um, oh, so I do a lot of, um, well, well say a lot of, I'm just starting to do a lot of um, charity work. Um, Brilliant. So, so one of the um, HMOs that I will be doing in the, in the future will be uh, a charity-based um it's going to be whatever the so where i'm looking at the moment is i'm looking at working with um um disabled people um people who have been um have not had the same upbringing as myself like uh, abused um and just basically working with them to try and help them in their life i think that's 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 a part of me to just to give back to the community i think that's a massive win um, so that's one of my, they call it whys for financial freedom. So, um, yeah, grant, yeah, I may be at the financial freedom point at the moment. However, I want to work it a bit further to be able to create a HMO or a facility for people in the charities to basically do it at cost. So, um, so that I don't make any money from it. It's just, it, I know that it's helping out them. So whether I work with a charity whether I work with, um, I'd like to do it myself as well. So once I do finish uh, working at Royce's in the job, um, I'd like to be able to go and go around to the charities, go around and do volunteering work, whether it would be in the property that I've provided or moving forward, um, just going around and doing call centres. I don't know, it's just all about, to me, it's about I've got to this position uh, through help by other people. It's not all, it's not just me, me, me. You have to have, you've got everyone around you had an influence on what I've done. So I can't take credit for anything. Um, so it's just, it'd be nice to just put it back and say, well, this is, um, that's, that's basically my why. You could be able to provide and do something for someone else, whether it be helping one person or a hundred people. It's just, it is helping is helping. And it's, if everyone does, if everyone helps one person, it's the world would be a better place right that that's it yeah that's a that's a big passion of mine so um do you have a specific charity alex and we'll make sure that we um put it on your uh, show notes page on hmo hub or have you not chosen it yet um 
so it's not a charity as such. Um, so my my auntie and uncle um, went over to Africa, and whilst they were in Africa, um, they found and they were doing a lot of exploring and found some tribes. And fast forward a few years later, they ended up selling their house, leaving their jobs, and moving to Africa. And when they were in Africa, um, they, they got talking to, they moved into one of these tribes. And because they've got the big pot of money that they've used to sell the house, um, they've been able to build um, medical centers, wells, um, like sports halls for kids, uh, the churches in the area. Um, basically, they've helped thousands of like um, people in Africa. And that's the charity I, I do support. Um, and it's because it's, it's very close to home. And you can see a lot of charities, you hear bad negative reviews saying, oh, one, every, every pound you put in, a 1p actually goes to charity. Whereas the cause that, that, that I, I support, 100% actually goes to it. And I know 100%. And I get photos of... Um, the the things that they're doing at the moment so well, if, if, if you've given x amount of money it's gone towards building this well this well costs this much or it's 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 nice to see where your money's going fab man well look, what we'll do is we'll pick up with you after that and make sure we link it up on the website for you uh, if you wish alex before we sign off we'd like you to recommend one great hmo resource or business book that you'd like to share then let HMO Nation know how they can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, no worries. Um, the one book that stands out more than any, I've, I've read quite a few books um, and listened to countless um, podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I think the, the main one is the Robert Kiyosaki Rich Dad Poor Dad. You, with, with that, you, you get to see it shows you two two sides of the coin. So the, the rich dad and the um, influence he has on the uh, from the rich point of view, and then the poor dad on the different values and stuff like that. I think that's just an absolutely amazing book. Um, and if you've not got that in your library, um, definitely do it on Spotify. You can download it for free. So well, I say it's free. It's prepaid. Pra- practically. <laughs> okay. And how about HMO Nation? If they want to connect with you, how can they do that? Um, so you've got uh, LinkedIn, uh, just type uh, Alex Hannibal, um, Facebook, um, or there is my mobile number, uh, LinkedIn. Leave, uh, w- leave that for now, and we'll, <laughs> but we'll make sure we put, have you got a website yet? Uh, not yet, no. Not yet, okay. We'll put all your social links, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and, and Instagram, and all the required ones. We'll yeah. keep your mobile number out of the ether for now. Okay, um, but I'm sure if they want to connect with you, and I'm sure they will, then they'll be able to do that. Yeah, face, Facebook Messenger is probably the best way of um, connecting. That's, Brilliant. Um, a lot of my network goes through that. A lot of um, uh, investors come from that, a lot of JV partners. So, yeah, um, Great. We'll make sure we stick it on the site. Alex, thanks for sharing your journey. We salute you. Let's get an HMO high five. (laughs) Definitely. And then we'll we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Alex. Brilliant. No worries. Thank you very much for that, mate. Take care of yourself. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this and want more informational, educational and inspirational HMO property content, then please hit the subscribe button and give us a like. See you next time.